mean, I, I can edit that post. I can always shut it off. <laughs> you guys are so mean to me. Yeah, but it's warranted. No! I mean, yeah. You want to flip me off right now, don't you? I mean, it's an audio podcast. They can't see that. But That's welcome right. to AC Presents. I'm Alex. Shut I'm up, Jared. Jared. <laughs> Greetings, programs. I'm Adrian. <laughs> and this is the last They're you being mean to me. Adrian. We are <laughs> being as friendly as we can be. <laughs> I mean, you know I could be meaner. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> very yeah. easily. But, it's also true. but that's okay. You just set us up so easy to pick on you. I do. It, it, it is what it is. But anyway, we are back. Adrian was back from vacation. He I was took vacation that I did not tell Alex or Jared about. Until the Wednesday that you were supposed to be here. Like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be here today. Which is funny because my hand was also messed up. Yeah. So that was fun typing it. I mean, you have type. You can oh. type with. Can you not text with your other hand? Yeah, and thankfully, uh, iOS has the keyboard that you can slide over to one side, and it just oh. takes half half the screen. Oh, see, I always just use the swipe to text anyway. I always just use one handed. But like, that's too far to like it. It shrinks the keyboard to half of the side of the screen. Well, what I'm hearing is your phone's too big at that point because I can do it all one hand either way. <laughs> but I mean, that's the joy of that of having whatever size phone you want. I'm still interested in those folding phones. Not have to actually get one yet. No. Because it's still too early. Right. But I, I keep seeing like, oh, that looks cool. But that crease would always drive me nuts mm-hmm. whenever I'm trying to look at it. I think maybe you, it turns invisible to you after a certain point. Your brain stops seeing it. Maybe. No. But my like, by the time that happens, I'll actually get a permanent crease crease in it. Not just the little divot. I'm like, no, nah, I don't like that. But, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see how they go. I did see one at one of their demo things at Best Buy. Yeah, let me see your phone. I, I bet you I can make it fold. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, well, I've had customer of ours come in with them like, hey, so how do you like this? I like, keep looking at it, keep thinking about it, and like, oh, they all love it, but is it you love it because it's good, or you love it because you spent how much money on it, and you have to convince yourself that you love it? It's a gimmick. It really is. What purpose does it serve? Uh, it protects the screen itself when you throw it in your pocket. I do see that. That's one thing I did enjoy about flip phones, is it always protected itself because it's closed in on itself. Yeah. So I do see that out of it. Um, and, and if for, you're watching something, you've got a bigger screen. If they do the fold-out. I'm talking about the, the ones I've seen are usually the regular phone that folds half, but I've oh, seen the gotcha, other ones that gotcha. fold out like a yeah, book. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like the book one. Yeah, the book ones, I don't like those at all. I'd rather have the regular size that folds flatter. And to me, that makes sense for girls that have not real pockets that their phone can barely fit in when it's like this. At least then you can fit a folded in phone. Yeah, that's a good point. Guys can ha- have not real pockets too. Yes, but that's less common for us. I hate oh suit jackets that have the sewed in, like the sewed oh, shut man, pocket. Like, why? Are... Yeah. Stop that. Either put a pocket or don't even, when it's sewn it... shut even too, like it's there, but just oh, sewn yeah. shut. Like, why are you sewing it shut? Just because, oh. No. I'm not showing my age. I know why, yeah, and I also know how to take care of that. You just have to cut one and, and then just pull on the string gently. No, yeah, I know how to do that, too. But why just have it even closed? Just have it open. I'll just let I can see tuxedo rental places doing that so you don't get a bunch of crap shoved sure. in. I can see it as a rental, return. yes. And then you can charge, like, hey, you damaged it, so we'll charge you extra for damaging right. it when you undid when that. You did that. But <clears throat> if I'm going out to buy a suit, I'm not buying one without pockets. Yeah. Especially the jackets. have, and I love the inside pockets. I've always loved oh, coats with inside pockets. Makes you feel like James Bond. Yep. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's easier to hold on to stuff. Like No, it makes you feel like James Bond. I don't, if you have the only exteriors, then okay, well, that's where my hands go. 
my hands up on the inside. That's where my phone goes, or my keys go, or my wallet goes. Oh, but, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. No, it, well, it makes me feel like James <laughs> Bond is my Scotty vest jacket that has literally 30 pockets to it. <laughs> that one's cool. I guess I've never seen you wear it with a bunch of stuff, but at the same time, just get a backpack. It Well, okay, so my counteroffer for that, we're already way off t- topic for today, but is for traveling. If you're on an airplane, we can only have like one backpack. Okay, well, they don't count the jacket as anything, so you can load up the jacket with as much stuff as you want, and it doesn't count because it's a jacket that's on your person at all, that's, quote, on your person at all times. I mean, I guess. No, so, next time I have to fly, I'm going to wear those jackets. Or just yeah. borrow mine because they're not cheap. Yeah. But it's a great way to He's a different size than you. So? Yeah, but it's not smaller for me. So right, it'll be I'm fine. Good with you don't think they won't be like, why do you have such a big jacket on? What well, are you hiding underneath? And then they patch snacks. you. No, 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 you take the jacket <laughs> yeah. off and you put it the You X-ray. do that motion at an airport. Let's see what happens. <laughs> no, you can, You say, because I'm the once. bomb diggity. I'm on the bomb diggity of this plane. Wait, that doesn't end well, too. No. But anyway, so you know what? You tell me when he does that so I can hide some doggy treats in, his, in the jacket. <laughs> I mean, all those jackets, they always go through the x-ray machine anyway, so it's fine. It'll look like a bone in his pocket. Why do you have a dead bone in your pocket? Doesn't matter. Yeah. And then why is the dog sniffing you? Mind your business. None ya. That's why. Yeah, you you tell that to TSA when you get to second base with them. Yeah, it'll be fine. (laughs) Or when they get to second base with you. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. uh, Good night, everyone. So, Adrian, what is today's theme for the top for the podcast? Today's theme is when uh, <clears throat> your cat ran across the ceiling. Uh, when critical characters did critical things that really changed the course of a, a story. Be it of their own or of the whole universe. Yes. Whatever. Correct. So, with that being said, what is the first one on your list? Uh, when Norman Osborn killed the Skrull Queen. At the end of Secret Invasion. Spoiler alert. Wait, that's supposed to go. Can you put that before that? I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that book's from a decade ago anyway. <laughs> and I highly doubt they'll do that in the TV show. So it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, no, he he was the head of the Thunderbolts for whatever reason. I can't remember why. But uh, he managed to shoot the Skrull Queen at the height of the battle. And because of that, because a la comics... They gave him shield hey, because if you, you kill the, the boss, you gain experience points to be the boss of super secret police. It, it, it's kind of like Chronicles of Riddick. You keep what you kill. So hmm. okay. you, you killed them. So you get to keep control of everything. Yay. That's what I'm okay. going to go with. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And that led into uh, Dark Reign, which yes. we gave us uh, Dark Avengers, which I had... I enjoyed that. It was good. Thoroughly. Like, As a even, non-Marvel, you know, I'm a DC guy. That was good. Yeah. It was really good. Even the twist inside of the Cabal, like the dark Illuminati, mm-hmm. uh, was, was fantastic. Uh, I kind of saw it coming, but I didn't expect, whatever. Uh, I didn't expect Namor to be in on it, too. Well, I mean, everything is always going to collapse. Yeah. Like Correct. So, yes, like, yes. This too shall pass. We know right. the dark reign is only going to last so long before that right. falls. And it goes back to the status quo of normalcy. Right. The big thing about Secret Invasion, though, I loved was, okay, anybody that has died the last 50 years, doesn't matter. They could have been alive the entire time. Correct. And, uh, oh, it, it does, anyone you thought was alive forever. Oh, no, it turns out they were a scrawl. They've been dead or captured or anything. It was all fair game at that point. Right. 
and which love... is cool because we saw i think it was i think it was pietro who tried to get out of being in trouble claiming that it was his scrawl impersonator Yes, with who was his, causing problems, or whatever. and that was with his ex-wife. That was the Inhuman. Oh yeah, what's that's her name? It. Yep, Medusa's sister. Right? Yeah, Crystal something. I think it was Crystal was the name. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, and I love the games they played with uh, that the Skrulls played with uh, Tony. Like, no, you're a Skrull. Wait, am I? And he was he wasn't sure if he was a Skrull or not. He would, wasn't. Would Would I want to know that if I was? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> like maybe the the brainwashing programming works so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the Clone Saga all over. Am I the real one? Or am I the copy? Like, what is it? What I did like was the way they led up to that whole story with kind of retconning with that uh, story arc, the Illuminati, where they had key moments in Marvel history that was really manipulated or dealt with. By like Strange, Xavier, Black Bolt, Namor, Stark, and Strange. That sounds. Am right. I missing anybody? Uh, let's go with it. Yeah, but then and then all of that to end with Normie killing the Skrull Queen. Well, I, I love one. <clears throat> the build up to it also, where they had fake advertisements inside the comic books as well. <laughs> yeah. Of like the Skrull families, like, oh, we're just one, we're just the same as you. We're just a little. We're just a little different, and like. Peace and harmony, the propaganda they put for mm-hmm. the, us, the reader, to notice. Which I always liked the way they they switched uh, Normie's propaganda. So at least the scrolls were like, accept change. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Hammer propaganda was embrace change. Like, it's going to happen no matter what. Right. At least the scrolls were, quote unquote, giving you a, a choice. Also love, we're changing shield to Hammer. Okay, what does it mean? Doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. We'll just yeah. change it to Hammer. And they never actually did say what they never did was like, <laughs> nope, we just change it just because. So, yeah. Uh, Jared, what's the first one on your list? First one on mine was Flashpoint. Uh, the Flash, mm. he went back in time to save his mom from being murdered and he succeeds. Well, it sets off this chain of events that's just this alternate world where Wonder Woman and uh, Aquaman are at war with each other and Europe's flooded, destroyed. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne gets killed in the alley instead of uh, his parents, so his dad is the new Batman. With guns. Yeah, with guns. and yeah, He was a great story arc. And but... Martha was Harley Quinn, uh, right? Joker. Or something? Joker. Oh, yeah, no, Har- she was Joker. Martha turned into Joker. Yep. Yeah, she went crazy from losing her son, pretty much. They both went crazy for losing oh, their son. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. How, they, how they coped with that. Yeah. Not to copy you, but I'm not a DC guy, and that was a great story. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep, the side stories were really good, too. Um, I know the Wonder Woman and uh, uh, Aquaman War was over... It's, it was almost Shakespearean because Wonder Woman was set to be married to Aquaman to like join fo- the forces with the Atlanteans and the Amazons. That was a side story, right? Yeah, it was a yeah, side yeah. story. But uh, uh, Aquaman was in love with Mira. Well, they Wonder Woman and Mira fought, and Wonder Woman decapitated her. <laughs> so, you know... Trying not to make any Amber Heard jokes. Uh, I'm trying not to make any Flashpoint movie jokes. Yeah, this is not (laughs) Amber Heard. Will we actually ever get the movie? We don't know. Yeah, it's probably scrapped along with Batgirl. Who knows? Oh, you mean like a live action movie? Yeah, Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. I thought it was based off of. The the upcoming Flash movie is Flashpoint. Oh, okay. So we don't know if Flash will get that movie or not. And with Ezra Miller going off his rocker, it seems. They'll forgive him again. We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but how many uh, times have you been forgiven 
Oh, like too three, many. four times? Way too many. Like, geez. They should have fired him a long time ago. But but that's what here nor there. This is comics, not yeah. movies. <laughs> well, and I thought but, you were talking about the, the animated Flashpoint, which oh, no. I thought oh, did a was, really great yeah, job of putting the comic into an animated film. Yeah. DC's animated films are always top notch. They really are. Like, not their live action. No. <laughs> and Marvel's live action are always great. But not, not their, their animated. animated. <laughs> <laughs> But also, Marvel's kind of taking a, a, a rest on the animated movies. Yeah, they haven't and done I think those. They, in, they haven't done they haven't those done in probably it. ten yeah. years now. It's, it's been, been a, a long while. time since they've done an animated yeah. movie. But I remember seeing the Strange one, the Doctor Strange one. That was okay. Well, I mean, they don't need a more horrible. Mm-mm. You know, uh, there's one that was like the Young Avengers one. That one was not Ooh, good. Yeah, that one was bad. Mm-hmm. It was like the it had its moments. It was the children of all the Avengers. Yeah. And, it was not good. It wasn't good. But oh, it, it was wasn't set in the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the Hulk was alive, I think. Yes. And Tony was still alive. Yes. And they had like it was Thor's daughter yeah. was there, and uh, Agent Carter and Cap- and Steve Rogers's kid was yeah. the Captain. It was. It was. It, was, it, was, all, it, was, it wasn't horrible. But it wasn't I feel good. like they were good, shooting horrible. Uh, for. They were shooting for a target audience, and then. The opposite target audience tried to be like, no, that movie is for us. And right. like, no, no, yeah. they're, they're shooting You're for not Di- 10. <laughs> they're shooting for Disney Channel. Like, yeah, yes, a Disney Channel. And then, oh, well, crap. Versus right. DC, like, no, no, we're just doing adaptations of our stuff. It, yeah. It's for the fans. Right. I mean, the yeah. Killing Jokes movie. Different they things they've, right. they've done with uh, Justice League Dark. Yeah. With, uh, you know, Dark Side just ripping the Justice League to shreds. So that was a great one, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Flashpoint that really kicked off. Um, they they ended the old DC universe and kicked it off with New Fifty Two from Flashpoint. So the Flash going back in time to save his mom and then unsave his mom. Yeah, he had. Uh, Which um, I still don't understand how saving his mom caused butterfly effect. Bruce, no. Yep. It's no. Yep. No, I no. think if I remember right, how that caused I think Ebard Thawne the Reverse Flash. Went because the flash did, went back, the reverse flash went back also. And I think he manipulated some events to okay, like further the butterfly effect. I'm not positive on that. You know, See, it's I'm been okay a long time that. since I've read that, but I'm pretty sure there was something. You know, I've actually never read it. He changed what, yeah, yeah, wow. he saved his mom, and that set out ripple effects that changed everything. But I think. Reverse Flash had a little bit to do with that also, but I'm going to have to reread that to, to yeah, You verify. know what? He, that does sound right, because he shows up in the, in Europe when they're fighting. Yeah. And he's like, haha, it was me all along, only kind of. Yeah, well, that's where he Flash learns that that's what happened. But their Superman in that was basically when uh, Superman had crashed land on Earth. Oh, and he uh, was uh, basically, uh, yeah, he was basically locked up and put under a red sun, so he never ex- really experienced the yellow sun. I like the way they drew end. him as very, like... Meek and skinny. Uh, malnourished was yes. the word I was looking for. Yep, but yes. You're very right. Yep. Yep. That was good. So that was very good. Yeah, one of these days I'll read it. Probably for the podcast. Yeah. I, I never read it's it before because I wasn't reading DC comics at the time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is going to kick off the new thing. Okay, why should I read the last chapter? Why not start the first chapter? Right. So I just waited until that was done and then jumped at New 52. It's like, all right, it made sense. That's though. chapter one. Yeah. Well, well, because yeah. what's his face? Disappeared after that. He didn't quote unquote uh, exist. Uh, one of the one flashes. of the kid flashes. Um, Wally. Wally West. And it was white it. Wally because they had, yeah they had um they had uh, a black Wally yeah that was introduced in New Fifty Two. They uh changed Iris. She was white also. Yep. 
but um, there was a handful of them that didn't make it from the old universe. But they're still undoing that with Rebirth yeah. and everything now. And right. It's like, well, we'll just figure out whatever well, as we go. They changed so many original histories that, like the Teen Titans, they just ripped their history to shreds. You couldn't tell how old Batman was because he was like 20 years old, but adopted, you know, kids that are fully grown now. Right. And it, it, there was just so much that didn't make sense with a lot of it. Yeah. Some of it was great. Their Justice League stuff was really good, especially how it started. I mean, the Batman story with Court of the Owls. Oh, yeah. It was the best Phenomenal. thing I've ever But Yeah, we just recently read that and I had to read it. And yeah. I was like, why did I never read this for uh, Court of the Owls? Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. With my first pick is Secret Wars, and this is the more recent one by Jonathan Hickman. And the specific point that uh, was a big pivotal moment was when Miles Morales gave away a cheeseburger. Uh, he specifically gave it to the Molecule Man, who was the the engine that made the secret the Battle World on Secret World. Oh yeah, in Secret Wars, and he's like, ah, oh, and Molecule Man was like, Man, I'm just starving. Do you have Do you happen to have anything at all, like any food at all? I don't care. And Miles pulls out a cheeseburger that's been in his pocket for like three weeks. He's like, well, I had this. It's been here for three weeks. I don't care. And he's like, it's delicious. I love it. It's fantastic. And because of that, when the Molecule Man put all the universes back to their original state, instead of, you know, like leaving Miles by himself without any mentor or anything, he put him in 616 with Mm -hmm. Peter. So that officially brought the whole point of Secret Wars was, okay, how do we get ultimate Miles into the main universe? Secret Wars. That's how. And that's basically all that happened out of Secret Wars. That really, unfortunately, is all that happened. And I'm not saying that's and a bad thing, too, because the story itself was good. I did enjoy it. I loved the lead up to it. There was like a year and a half of lead up. Of the incursions are happening. The incursions. All the worlds are, which, I mean, that's, again, if you saw Doctor Strange, too, they mentioned incursions for that. And that, that's why I think the upcoming Secret Wars movie is the Secret Wars, not the first one, because they've already mentioned incursions. So that's where I think that this right. is going to go into that. And that's how we'll potentially get more of the Marvel characters that we haven't seen yet in the Avengers Cinematic Universe. Because it's not Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. It's just the Avengers Universe. You can't argue with that. It is. I can. It just exhausts. (laughs) So, Adrian, what's next on your list? (laughs) But, But yes, I mean, because Miles brought a cheeseburger, he changed his own fate and his universes and saved them and... Got into the main six one six. Keeps a three week old hamburger in your pocket. Miles does. Uh, his okay. So I have. If a book, I had a, a, I think a hamburger was... that even overnight, like if I put it in my pocket and for like. <laughs> yeah, but if it's McDonald's burger, those things are so fake it'll last forever. Yeah, it's that's like true. Taco Bell; they last forever. That's true. Um, there's one point. How do you have a hamburger? In, or how did you forget you have a hamburger in your pocket? Well, we've been busy. It's a hamburger, and it's in your pocket. Uh, and hammers are like puberty is rough pete i'm starving all day long because i'm gonna be big like i love that like puberty i'm always hungry like that's a like that's and that's That's fair and for a teenager (laughs) i mean i could eat a lot back then and well you're not the most responsible with your food of saving it and you know being cautious with that like eh, that's good for our immune system it'll be fine so chris Oh, yeah, it's totally gross. And they even they hinted, like, you probably shouldn't eat that. And he's, like, drooling everywhere. He's like, this is amazing. This is the best burger I've ever had. Or just the best anything you've had because you are starving to death right now. Either way, it is what it is. A cheeseburger or a hamburger that Miles Morales gave saved or changed his whole 
history brought into the main comics universe. Adrian, what's next on your list? I don't know. Uh, there was there was the whole thing in Deceased when Alfred shot Bruce to keep him from becoming a full-blown zombie. Uh, he was full zombie for like a split second, I thought. Like he died, zombie, bang. <sighs> well, still. Semantics. Uh, <clears throat> but some of like the, like the more, and, and I don't know, because I'm still reading Judgment Day, don't get me wrong, and we're in the middle of this event. I just hope that something cool comes out of it, right? Uh, but with Moira becoming a mutant and showing Professor, uh, to showing Charles her other timelines, I thought that was uh, a really cool, because I'm not a fan of retcons. Once something happens, it's happened. But I like the way they allowed for that one. Like Moira was always a human. The plausibility of it. Right, right. And so... She's been living in this timeline until now so that she could share this stuff, this data with with Charles. And then this new timeline comes about. So uh, I like that with 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 uh, the change, the non reboot reboot that I've always said with House and Powers of, of 10 um, of X or of X of 10 of whatever. Um, so, yeah, let's, I'll, I'll stick with Moira, Moira, Moira McTaggart. Uh, sharing her past timelines with Charles and then kicking off specifically from House and Powers because from that's House what and Powers, yes. Okay. Uh, and just kicking off everything that has happened in the last what two and a half years in Mutantum, really? Yeah, let's go two and a half years. We've gotten it was, what six, it was 2019 seven? when it happened, but there was that period of like no, uh, yeah, we won't talk about it. Uh, well, we've had like six, seven, 12 different books in a couple of miniseries here and there and quote major x-men events i mean they did the hellfire gala hellfire uh x hellfire, of swords ten of swords x of swords and then uh trial and, of magneto and and, and this and, thing inferno yeah. yeah and i liked inferno, inferno that was super yeah. fun uh i agree with you with swords that that kind of kept going it was 22 chapters folks that was too much but that was too much it, but Secret Invasion had a lot of stuff, and so did House of M. They just split it off into side stories that you didn't really... Okay, all right. But. Yeah, <laughs> it was too much. For the actual main story to be 22 parts, yeah. that's too much. Yeah, okay. Moira. Moira in House and Powers of X. Mm -hmm. Jared. Uh, mine's actually going to be a group of people. Um, the Avengers. No. no. When they first came together here. against Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they all came together. Um, no, this is during Identity Crisis for DC. Um, so the story was um, a long time ago, one of the uh, characters' wives was sexually assaulted. Mm. And um, they, this group of superheroes basically chain, they would go around and whenever a superhero secret identity would get revealed to their villains or something, they'd erase their memories. Which was a good play. Yeah, which was a good play. But this time they tried to alter that that guy's personality, Dr. Light. Um, it was Green Arrow, Zatanna, Black Canary, Barry Allen, Hal Jordan, Hawkman, and Adam. They all had a vote whether to change uh, Dr. Light's personality so he wasn't as evil. You know, being a rapist and murderer and stuff like that. And they oh, did, really dumbed it down. And well, They dialed him back. Yeah, and he was became a joke for the Teen Titans. You know, and 
uh, I that was such a pivotal mo- movement, and just a scene that Batman shows up, and they actually have to erase his memory too, so they, that Batman doesn't know what he, they did. And, and that ends. I mean, Batman is cool with that when he finds, especially when he finds out that they did that. He's cool with that. Oh, I'm sure. They, Batman, it's Batman. He's not going to get angry at anything. He's not paranoid about right. anything. So, and they even mentioned that in the in the comic. They're like, does Batman know? They're like, yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. He has an idea. He, you know? And I believe that there's it, just no proof that they did it. And I believe he know? ended up saying at one point, like, no, I know you did it. I don't know how you I did it. I don't think exactly. in Identity Crisis, I think that came out. Okay. But that put a rift between the Justice League. You know, if you read some of the Justice League stuff between Identity Crisis and Infinite Crisis, you can read that there's a rift there. So it caused a long-term effect that the Justice League did not trust each other. Sure. And that's why they were broken and not a Justice League during Infinite Crisis. So. Makes sense, too. Like, that's one of the things that it, it's it's kind of the opposite of what we've seen before with, with, with Batman, where he has all of these contingency plans in case somebody goes goes bad, bad right? So he has kryptonite. Right, but he, he knows... never alters somebody. Correct, right. He, he has his moral line that he will not cross. Exactly, exactly. But he'll so still it's... kick the crap out of him. Sure, and know? he should, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when when the team, that was that was one of the things that I, I, I use the term loosely here, enjoyed about identity crisis is we get him raping her but then you have them kind of raping him yeah. too and it's like um you do realize you're doing the same thing right and only you're you... going to erase his memory so well and you're changing his personality you're eliminating the free will at right. that point too. right so yeah. it was just one of those things like yeah that and that should right there. cause a rift in a team that yeah. is meant to stand for you good got- yeah, the, the trinity of DC Comics. You've got Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Do you think they would stand for that? No, they would kick the crap out of that whole team, you know? Right. Well, especially, it wasn't like it was a court-appointed anybody. Like right. They took it upon themselves. Right. There was no, we're going to have like a full meeting right. or anything official. No, no. We're going extra vigilante in doing but that. But that yeah. is what they do. No, Nobody really, I mean, except for what, Captain Adam? Is actually a government agent. I mean, you can say Green Lantern is a, a cop for okay. But, he's a space not, cop. Not, okay, not like a United States. No, agent. but I'm saying, but he does answer to but somebody. Answer so answer yeah, somebody. there is an organization there. Right. So yeah, okay, the Green Lantern right. Corps. But I'm saying to say, okay, we as our own coalition sure. are going to change the brain of someone else. Okay, there's someone. There's a difference of stopping crime. Yeah. Versus changing a, a mind right that's that's crossing a different line right now i'm not saying they were necessarily wrong with that no but, but they weren't necessarily right either they were bad guys for the greater good right so it, well it's, and that's still it's, i mean a, we get how many how a, many how many stories have we gotten that has that as being the main problem right the movie civil war the sokovia Accords, right and the actual civil war with with uh the the superhero registration act uh well but this is the needs of the many outweighs the needs of the few or the one like how many people are already stopping this by doing that to but to use that argument against itself by the same person is that sometimes the needs of the men of the one outweighed the needs of the few of the many right 
So, yeah, and this uh, isn't the first time they changed someone's um, or erased someone's memory. So right. it's like they're progressively getting more bold in their actions. Who watches the Watchmen? Exactly. So they're being left unchecked because no one knows they're doing it. Right. Even though everyone's kind of turning a blind eye to it because, I mean, everyone's like, okay, you knew my ad- identity three weeks ago. You have no idea who I am now? At, at what point you know? might they not say, hey, I got a delivery for so-and-so. Okay, thank you. Mind wipe. You never delivered. To- I don't actually have anything. No, that's an extreme, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's an extreme. But, but uh, where do you draw the line if you stop mind wiping people? Right. Or you stop altering their brains? At so, what point do you, do you draw that line? Yeah. And it's a very risky hmm. thing to to judge. Yep. And, and that line is different for every person, too. For every person in every scenario. That's funny because we just said the kids watch uh, Men in Black uh, over the weekend for the first time because they're just seven and nine. And so we had it. Also, it's a great movie. Yeah, so it's a great movie. But that's interesting. Where is the line? And with them, with the men in black, the line was the moment you know anything about aliens. So it's, it's like, okay, so we are okay with it when it's a clear line that doesn't blur ever. Right? Because it was all about their own protection. Unless we humanity's re- own protection. Unless we want to recruit you, then we'll then we'll allow it. Because you, you can't... Yeah, but if they fail out of the recruitment or anything like that, then they get mind-wiped anyways. So even the recruitment, you're either Has to do with aliens. Or you're mind-wiped. Yeah. It's all about so. the knowledge of aliens and in the recruitment. Or unless Will Smith's character wants to get laid and then he does... He's like, oh, I'm recruiting you now because I want to stay with you. Because that's what had happened when... Yeah. <laughs> Kay retired? Because Will Smith was Jay. Yeah. Right. So when Kay retires, like, okay, I need a replacement. So you, who's been around this, you can join us now. Oh, the morgue doctor lady? Yeah. Yeah, but she became an agent. Right. Because he wanted her to be an agent because he wanted to be with her. And that's the only way he could be with her is if she's part of the agency. It wasn't altruistic of like, oh, I think you'll be a good agent. It's like, well, you'll probably be good and we can get together now. So, but, yeah. Yeah. But yes, there. Are, I didn't see it like that. But okay, I can. Especially after seeing as fresh as after seeing the weekend, like, yeah, and especially after like seeing that. Men in Black too, like it definitely got that out of it. Like, uh, okay, why? What did he do to Rosario Dawson? Well, she ended up leaving because they ended up getting uh, Jay out of retirement because they had to because she got captured. Oh, she was a she was an alien, right? So then they had to get Jay out. So they did all the clues to find him and get his restore his memory. You find out there is a way to restore your memory, even though it's been wiped. But that's been in black. That's not comic books. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it is comic books. In this conversation, con- this context. Of oh, the yeah. We're talking about the two movies. Yeah. Right. But Men in Black was a comic book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Next one on my list is Planet Hulk. Uh, it happens immediately in the series. The pivotal moment is when the Illuminati say, you know what, uh, Hulk, we're tired of you. You're destroying everything. You are a menace. Uh, you hurt more than you help. Thanks for all the help. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for saving. Thanks for saving us by going out into space and stopping this. It was like a satellite or something. And while you're out there, we're redirecting your shuttle to go off to this other planet and not come back to Earth. Uh, because you just want to be left alone. This is the best chance to get you. You wouldn't agree to it otherwise. So we have decided that we are launching you off to this other planet. Oh, he wanted that was that was the I think that was what helped the audience is that. He wanted to be alone anyway. I mean, that, that was Hulk's thing. He always wants to be just, just leave me alone. Just like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yep. I, I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Now, problem is being left alone is he just still destroy stuff because he's the Hulk. And he's, and at that Hulk, it's not the 
post Endgame Hulk, where it's Smart Hulk. It's no, he it's is Rage Hulk. Rage Hulk. So well, and and that was the the ship went off course, and he ended yeah, up. On, so on, yeah, the on. ship was supposed to go to a, a inhabited planet by like uh, vegetarian animal. Like it was all prey basically there's no predators they had to fight with there's no intelligent species they have to worry about that and something happened it got off course so it landed on the planet sakar instead where he ends up becoming a gladiator taking over the the, becoming the sakar son and yeah which is funny because he enjoyed it he did he totally enjoyed being a gladiator and then he wanted to come back home and then he wanted to come back and then we got world war hulk and blah 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 but the biggest moment was the illuminati saying okay uh Again, another self-governed body that we mm-hmm. were going to launch off into space and against your own will. Like, you did not agree to going off to this other planet. We didn't discuss it with you. We're just taking advantage of the situation while you're preoccupied. We're going to eject you out that way. But it also talks to the same point with, with the mind wiping in, 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 in identity crisis. We think we're doing the right thing. But are we, in this case... He, yes, he'd always stated he wanted to be left alone, right. but then we found that he's kind of happy as a gladiator. Well, and they had the best of intentions. It was like, hey, you'll go to this planet. There's going to be food. You can live out the rest of your days. You're not going to hurt anybody. We'll be happy. You'll be happy right after the sunset, basically. And then, well, the problem with unmanned vehicles is if something goes wrong, no one can do the course correction. And you just crash land on this other planet and ruin that whole civilization, potentially. And he sort of did. Yeah, he sort of did. I mean, he ruined the civilization, but helped the people by doing so. Right. Because he freed the people that were enslaved. That's it. Yeah, I forgot that there was enslaved people. So, like, he did help people, but it it was never his intention to be there, or never the Illuminati's intention for him to be there. So, of course, then the follow-up to this is World War Hulk, when he gets back home, he's like, okay, y'all done messed up. You sent me against my own will. You endangered, you could have endangered anybody, or you could have just killed me outright, that's not cool. And then World War Hulk isn't nearly as good as Planet Hulk, but uh, it was still fine. It was mm-hmm. a good ending to it. To like, okay, you know Marvel's never going to get rid of the Hulk permanently. Right. It's a, here's a stopgap measure, and then we'll bring him back for when we need him. And It's comics. Yeah, it's Nobody's comics. really dead. Unless it's independent, in which case they could really be dead. Was it's he Marvel. gone for um, Secret Invasion? I... Was that over Secret Invasion? Because no. I'm starting to, be. to think, I don't think Hulk was in Secret he wasn't. Invasion. Yeah. So it might have been while it he was... It may have been when he was doing his planet hopping. Yeah. Well, that was part of Nick Fury's thing, is he was seeing all of these other things happening, and that's why he assembled the Secret Warriors. Right. Quake and, and which, Chain Kid and... Which his art. Kid is. Kid and... Which was good. Growing guy, growing muscles guy. Quake was the only one that I remember. Quake's the only one that stuck around. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. I, I wish they would have done more with her. Well, they they put her in a TV series on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Adrian, what was the last one on your list for the pivotal moments that were changing things? Oh, uh, in uh, Zombies uh, Resurrection, Marvel. Apparently, I'm just a Marvel guy today. Uh, today? Yeah. Um, Peter Parker uh, is tasked with keeping the Richards kids safe. And uh, Franklin actually gets... You just remember what Zombies that was. was good. <laughs> that was good. That it, was excellent. So for the re- point of reference, it is the most recent Marvel Zombies yes. series. Oh, right. Not yeah, the yeah. original ones, but it's... Well, not the Robert Kirkman ones. It is right. the most recent one that is its own universe that's not tied with the original series at all. Which, yeah. I still think that there was some missed 
thing there with the beginning of the Thor series and this series. Anyway, uh, and Franklin gets bit and Peter is so desperate to keep him alive that he convinces Warlock, the the techno-organic alien, to recreate a body and transfer Franklin's consciousness into the techno-organic body. So it's been like four years and the constant question of why am I not getting older? You know, and how come I never get sick? And then at the end of the series, at the end of this miniseries, uh, Sue goes to transform, bite Franklin and make him into a zombie. And that was really cool, too, because uh, Mary Jane was in there and she's like, come on, Tiger, come come be part of the family. And that was that was just cool. Uh, And Sue goes to bite Franklin, I think, and. The techno-organic Franklin comes out like it spews out of her mouth or something. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That was a great idea. How'd you, yeah. It, yeah. Out of that miniseries, it was that we have the twist. We're telling you how that there is a twist, but, but we're not going to tell you until the very end. And it was it was a really great. Then it flashes back to like, oh, yeah. that makes sense for mm-hmm. this entire time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was excellent. That was a really good series. All right, Jared, what's the last one on your list? Last one on my list. I had a couple different ones, but I'm going to go with um, Nightwing. There was a pivotal moment in his story arc. It was just in his title. It was when his parents died. Yeah. It's when Bruce adopted him. (laughs) No, it's uh, before uh, Flashpoint and New 52. It was in the old series. but not uh, though. Nightwing was battling Blockbuster basically for the soul of Bloodhaven. Kind of what he's doing For the soul of video rental? Yes. (laughs) But... uh, Please be kind, everyone. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he was in a very, very toxic relationship with a... Family video. ...super villain-ish uh, character called Tarantula. And Tarantula uh, is going to kill Blockbuster. And Nightwing finally realizes that this is not going to end until Blockbuster's dead. So he lets Tarantula kill Blockbuster. That kind of sends him in a downward spiral because he, him and Batman... They're one of a couple of the few that's uh, understands that or they in their mindset that's no different from stopping a, somebody from getting or from shooting to um, saving somebody. You know if you, if you understand the difference. So basically, he's instead of stopping them from shooting them, and instead of pulling the other person out of the way, he let the person do it. I didn't kill you, but I also let you get killed. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, so it set him on a downward spiral. So he started to, he became a mobster for a little while. And some of it was great stuff. Those were some of my favorite Nightwing comics that uh, before New 52 took over that they had was when he was in the mob. So that was just one of my favorites. So it wasn't a huge thing, but it was pivotal to the character and the story arc. And how long did he last as a mobster? It was... And more importantly, did he still have a mullet when he was the mobster? No. <laughs> nope. Because that would be interesting to see the, the fix to that story. I think it was only like one trade. So it was probably like a six-month arc. So it wasn't very long. So it wasn't long or anything like that. But there was also effects from that ongoing. Like, he still suffered from that, even when he started to come back as Nightwing. And uh, he, he was actually going by Deathwing for a little bit. Oh, more, cool. And that's where he started to have the black suit with the red I'm instead definitely. of the blue. Okay. Right so on. That would have been cool to see how 
he would affect other heroes and even other villains. Like, like had he, if they had written him so dark that even some of the villains are like, uh, this is no longer the life for me. I'm going to the good side. And then vice versa with like, you're, you're going, you're doing what I've wished to do for a long time. I'm joining forces with you and being a bad guy from being a good guy. That would have been really cool if they yep. would have done something like they that. They could have gone that direction or um, at the first, so I was reading it, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, they need to get him darker, meaner, grittier to the point where they're like, okay, you're very scary. I'm going to go fight Batman. You know, they had that opportunity to go down that road and they kind of pulled back off of it because that's not really the Dick Grayson character. He's the upbeat one. He's the inspiring one, you know. What could so, be cool too is an interaction with Red Hood with Jason Todd saying if Jason would have been like, "Hey, pre Jason Todd coming back," that's that's what what that would have been this... awesome. That would have been great. If Jason, because yeah. I can see Jason pulling him out of it, like, "No, no, that's not you. That's yeah. me." Right. Like mm-hmm. you are it is your job right. to rise and above having this. Jason pull him out of that that funk. That would have been, been great. Great. How yeah. did they pull him back to Nightwing? Because there would have like. It Once you actually, go down the abyss, it, it was actually uh, somewhat Superman. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, Deathstroke sent his daughter Rose to um, train with Nightwing because Nightwing kicked the crap out of Slade several times. So he's like, "Okay, I want you to train her to be a hero, not like me, pretty much," and sent her or sent her to train with the best. It's Slade Wilson, Deathstroke. So mm-hmm. there's an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. So a while back in the Teen Titan series, um, early on, Rose, uh, she wanted to be like her dad so much that she cut her own eye out. Oh, yeah. Right. So Deathstroke put a kryptonite ball in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the patch covered it. And no one knew it. Well, Superman shows up to be like, Nightwing, what's what's going on? I hear you're a mobster and everything's going bad. He's starting to come out of that funk because Rose is actually helping him a little bit. And she pulls the eye patch off and was fighting Superman and Nightwing's like, what the heck's going on? You know? So and then that kind of pulls what him have back I out. Done. Okay, right. all right, cool. So right. and it right. wasn't just, oh, snap, I'm a good guy again. It was it was a bit of a road good. past good. that. Yeah. So they had some good character arc in that. He hit rock bottom to yeah. come back out. Yep. That's super that was a good story arc too. And that was a good plan by Slade. And it showed how Slade Wilson was still such an evil person using his own daughter as a pawn. That's my know. Up. There's a show that we're watching on on, on TV, uh, uh, Ted Lasso, and the villain in that is using his newborn. And I'm like, hmm. I'm behind on that, dude. It's good. Oh, is the new season out yet? No. Okay. I didn't think, oh, okay. okay. I didn't think the new season. Okay, I thought yet. you meant the new season. No, in season two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so just like uh, Jared always picks Nightwing for something, I will pick a Spider-Man one because Laura's not here for it, for this. <laughs> And I would say this is possibly the biggest uh, pivotal moment Ooh. in comic books oh. of all time. He's potentially and he's got lots of moments. I'm, uh, and that is don't say the, don't say the whisper. Don't no, say the, okay, absolutely oh, no. not. No, oh no, the, I, big, the I, big one. I already told you what it was when we were, we were going to do it like four weeks ago. And that, that is when Spider-Man had the chance to stop a mugger. And instead, he let him pass, and that mugger then killed Uncle Ben. Oh, you're okay. All right, you're like you're issue just, one, yeah, yeah, issue yeah. one of Spider-Man, yeah. which is, I mean, that's the foundation for all of Marvel comics. Really, I'd say is Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, um, and that is and that made him say, okay, no more. I can't do. I have to be a better person than that. Yep. Great power, great responsibility. Because if I screw right. up one time, 
when I know I could do the right thing, and I, I know I should do the right thing, and I choose not to, how much loss is going to happen because of that? Right. Now, I like the way they did that in, uh, what was it, Homecoming? When he's talking to uh, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland, and he's like, when you don't have the power and bad things happen, bad things happen. But when you have the power and the bad things happen, they're pretty much your fault. Right. Because you let them happen. No, I mean, so now things, and he's, you know, bad things can still happen even though you try to do the right thing. But if you know you could do the right thing and you don't, then that bad thing that happened is purely on you because yeah. you did not do anything to stop it. So I think that is the biggest thing for Spider-Man. I mean, that is for him specifically. That has set up his whole groundwork for the last 80 years. Going back to Nightwing, he had the power to stop her from killing Blockbuster, right. but he chose not to, and it sent him on a downward spiral. So, so the and he should have listened to Spider-Man. Whoops. Spider-Man did it first. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is – and I – I can't think of a bigger pivotal moment for him. Other than maybe in Civil War when he took his mask off. But even then. They, they undid that so quickly. Well, I mean, what is more important, taking your mask started. off or becoming Spider-Man beginning with, that it makes it yeah. more important when you take your mask off. Right. Like, that's the foundation that's, right yeah, there. The, that is the foundation of, I mean, you could say a it's lot mo- of Marvel. Right. And that's right his there. motivation for everything. Right. And that, yeah, that, yes, that laid the groundwork for Marvel. Like, no, no, the good guys do good things for good things to happen. If the good guys don't do good things, bad things will definitely happen. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my last one. So with that, we'll move on to books that came out this week, Wednesday, August 31st, 2022, the fifth Wednesday of the month, which is typically a super light week because publishers are like, uh, uh, we only plan on three, maybe four Wednesdays a month. Crap. So here's this. But there's not yeah, much Yeah, this out. was a super light week. I had week. one book. And there... Really? There Not even was, in my pull list. Yeah. I had to get it off the shelf. <laughs> we only had one full row of books that were on the shelf this week, and some of them were issues one and two because two came out this week. Like, well, let's fill it up with this because mm-hmm. in case you missed one the first time, then you get one and two right here. Um, I will go first because I have, I think I have the most on my list of things to talk about. Yep. Yeah, uh, probably. And I'm going to talk about a book that I did not want to like. I saw the shelf. I was like, why, 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 why? But I ended up subscribing to it. Uh, issue one of five for the new Thunderbolt series. This really? is this is spinning out of the Devil's Reign. Reign that just ended last month, two months ago, three months ago. It Something was earlier this year, I think. Yeah, a couple months ago. The, the trades are now dropping out. Uh, but what happened in Devil's Reign is Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, he's like, okay, there are no more vigilantes allowed in, in New York City at all because I'm the mayor. I can do that. And... To counter that, I'm going to have a deputized vigilantes to become the new super cops, the Thunderbolts. Now, of course, he used supervillains to do that. Uh, since then, Luke Cage got elected mayor, and he's like, okay, well, the, the people love the idea of superhero cops. They love that, so I can't turn that away completely. So let's morph this into something that's better of actual good guys, uh, and it's going to be head up by Hawkeye as the leader. Uh, we got Hawkeye, we have America Chavez, Which uh, Clint Barton Hawkeye, okay. America Chavez, and Photon, I think his name. Uh, she was in the Marvel movie, the Ms. Marvel movie. I oh. think that's... Uh, yeah, um, she was in uh, 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 WandaVision. WandaVision, thank you. Rambo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Photon. 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 Proton. I think it's photo, but it's those three, and then a whole bunch of other people that don't really you don't really know. I mean, we have the new Power Man, which has been around for a little bit, but who? The new Power Man. Oh, the new Power Man. The uh, not Luke Cage Power Man, 
but the new one that has weird abilities. Uh, there's a character that is the daughter of the Purple Man. That Ooh. I forget what they call her. She she was Lavender. Pur- no, uh, <laughs> she, she took a different name in this because like no trying to distance myself from that. There's another new character Not that Purple Man reminds okay. me a lot of Cable, including to the point where he has like a golden eye. And he's got like big guns. Like oh, but they even said uh, what's his real name? It's classified. Well, where did he come from? classified no really his name is classified what's his powers it's classified like the whole thing is like no no you're not supposed to know any of this because for some reason because i think the public the pr agency is like the public like a little bit of mystery so he's our mystery man that they like to catch tablets of who is this person what are they doing you know it'd be really cool if they managed to because all those are new like brand new characters right mostly new characters yes if they manage to get the real audience to enjoy some of those characters. I mean, because how many times what, have we gotten new versions of people and they just kind of suck? I mean, from what I saw I mean, of this first issue, I really dug it. Like, it was really good. And they have them going against main villains. Uh, we have Electro, the female Electro. We got the, I forget, it's not Shriek, but another one of the uh, Carnage symbiote villains. I thought that um, was the only other one that's still alive with Shriek. Uh, nope, there's this one. Okay. U.S. Agent, I think uh, Abomination. Like, there's a lot of villains that we actually know of that they're taking down for their first okay. real job. And I love to see the politics that they're doing of, okay, who we're getting and why are they doing it? And they have to fit in the, the city budget, too, because they are government officials. Sure. So it has to, there has to be money for them. And like, well, it, but it's really good. It's only see. a five-issue miniseries. Yeah, pick that up. That sounds pretty good. It, it it is. I did not want to like it. Like I I read because I had two books to read. I had that one and the pick the book that you'll you're yeah, talk about soon. Which you'll I was have like, well, I'll She's see. Purple? Yeah, she is. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I was like, this is this is a fun read. Like I I was having fun while reading it and seeing the interactions and everything. Oh, she is. And it was cool. I enjoyed it, and I'm super glad that it's only a five issue mini. And who knows? They may do a second volume, yeah. or something like that. And, and well, and and that's how be, you do it. That's it, how you do it properly. If this sucks, if this tanks, okay, cool. It. Uh, bye. It's a five issue mini. It's fine. We knew as many the entire time. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. I like I said, I did not want to like it, but that I did. And I, even though I've said a whole lot, whole lot about the story, there's still a lot in there that I haven't said. That there's still a lot of content in there that's really good that I enjoyed. So that is Thunderbolts number one of five. Uh, Jared, why don't you go next with your pick of the week that I can help you out with that one? Yeah, Amazing Fantasy 1000. Um, it was a, just a, a bunch of different stories. How many stories were there? Uh, one, let's two, see. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight stories in this oversized issue. Um, they were pretty good. And it's an oversized issue for only seven ninety nine. Yeah. I was going like, to, I about bet, like, oh, it's a $10 book. It's an $8 book. Yeah. That, for Marvel to do an oversized book for only $8, I'm like, good on you guys. Oh, yeah. For- that shocked me. Yeah. But uh, the first story arc is just called Just Some Guy, and it was kind of fun. It's basically just this low-life thief, and he keeps- Through time. Yeah. He just keeps getting captured by Spider-Man. He gets out of jail, does something, gets caught by Spider-Man. So it's like Spider-Man has this high on him, and he doesn't know why, but it turns out I believe it's the guy who killed his uncle, from what I can tell. Uh, potentially. Potentially. It doesn't say that, but I'm thinking, okay, why else is 
he continuously following I, this guy. I don't think it is. His, or is it just it, just luck at the draw? It's just luck at the draw because the payoff I think that you got out of that is showing is, all of Peter's no, failures. It was the end. Well, I, I think that's just. But it could be I just, think that's just that's, a tribute. Yeah. yeah, it could be. I don't so, think it actually has to do with him because. And he Spider-Man says, but because to me you're not just some guy. And then the next panel is, or the next. Yeah, the next panel. You know. So that's where I got that from. I, I could see that, but I don't know. For me, I took it as... I, it's a stretch for me. As I took it because at the same point that that just some guy was like, oh, I'm, I'm robbing this one place. Who cares if I'm robbing this one little place? It doesn't matter. And Peter's like, no, no, it matters to the person that, like, everything right. matters to someone. Right. So you you aren't just nobody doing a victimless crime. There are victims to this. Right. So I'm not going to let you go. And eventually you're going to learn to not do that. Yeah. And that could be too. That's yeah. the way I do it. There's, there's definitely oh, this one. This story is definitely open to interpretation. Yes, I agree. So the next story was my favorite in this: uh, Spider-Man versus his sinister sixtieth. Um, he's an old man. <laughs> he's sixty years old. He's still doing the crime fighting thing, but uh, he gets shot by just some mugger. You know, he uh, spider sense goes off, but he's not quick enough. He's too old. He's yeah. been. He's been. He's too old for this. Right. Pretty much. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. So, stuff i understood that reference yeah so uh, but uh you know mary jane as an older lady still is and she's in her 60s too sees it uh sees a headline on tv that says spider-man dead so you know she's racing to the hospital and everything like that and um it's so great that the the paramedics and everybody who are helping him leave the mask on i love yeah. that they're they just showed how much new yorkers respected spider-man they're like yeah you're spider-man your mask stays on. Well, and know? the part that got me the most was how much the city rallied around that. Cause they're like, right. okay, he's got fatal wounds. He's not going to survive. So it's not, like, he wakes up. He's like, what? No one, no one's here. And then it's like, no, no, no one's here right now. But if you look outside the room, yeah. like the whole block is covered with people right. that want to visit him and like, they're wishing him right. well and everything. And it was so funny as Mary Jane's there and everything. Um, the monitors go off as he's flatlining and he's not there. He jumps out the window to the parking lot to get some stop somebody from being mugged. You know, he's in his hospital gown and mask and everything. Get your butt, yeah. butt in bed. Literally, he's yeah. not wearing pants, so you see his butt. Right. And Mary Jane just yelling at him right now, you know. I was not prepared for that issue. Like, that, oh, that, that was story, so great. Like, that was like that's a little emotional to see how much everyone like truly appreciates right. him and everything. Like that's a right. good story. And that was only like three or four pages for that story. Right. It, it wasn't was, much. It was good. Um the other good one that I wanted to kind of mention, I, I, they were all good. I didn't think that any of them was bad, but uh, the other top one that I wanted to mention was the, I can't remember which one it's called. I'm trying to flip to it right now. It's uh, where all the Spider-Mans get together, and it's just a lot of dialogue. They're just kind of hanging out. It's, it's, it is it's the therapy scene yes. that you get out of a Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. It is that of them, of Peter talking to Peter, and then talking like- Peter. Yeah, but that that's literally. Hey, will you pull it. one of those for me? And that is, you get it by Jonathan Hickman that wrote that one. Oh, <laughs> that story arc. Oh, I didn't that even catch story, that. So yeah, but that that's the story arc of them sitting around talking and the therapy session and everything, and it was fun. Yeah, you know. Will you pull one of those for me? The Amazing Fantasy. Yeah, text me to remind me because I'll forget. <laughs> What's so. interesting is you guys are both gaga about this ep- about this episode about this issue, and normally what we've been seeing is these. You know, iconic issues. Issue one million. 
issue, and you know, oversized, a bunch of a filler bunch of stories, and, and it sucks. And now, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is a bunch of filler. Like, sure, there's a bunch sure. of mini there's stories. There's nothing that is important about this at all, sure. except for they're good reads. It is good that. quality storytelling, is what it is. And it's like cool. And they told one of my favorite Spider-Man stories in what the 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 sixtieth birthday. What was that? Five pages total. And that was Dan Slott, which I mean, he wrote Spider-Man for how many years? I mean, he was the one that was, before this court run, he wrote it for close to ten years. He was writing Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So Dan Slott doing the possibly the best one of them all, followed by Jonathan Hickman doing the second best. Like you get some grade A talent. Then you're gonna get grade A stories if you yeah. have grade A talent. That's um, good. Neil Gaiman wrote one. Really? Yeah, which Neil Gaiman is actually inside the story too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kurt, uh, is it Busick? Uh, I'm not I'm sure. Not sure how to pronounce yeah. it, but he's in there. You know, so you've got some big names in in here that's that's uh, doing these stories. And hopefully, they would take a lesson from this and say, okay, let's do a bunch of like random one offs with yeah. all star talent and just yeah. If you do eight dollars for it could be Ghost Rider, I don't care. It's not I'm a character you care about. It's good. If you have a list Man. talent behind it and just say, hey, it's an anthology series. It doesn't mean anything other than it's just uh, we want this person one shot. This person wants to write a story. Here it is. Let's go with it. And that's why I kind of always get like the DC holiday specials because they they're the fun. Ones, they're fun. The ones here recently haven't been the greatest. But, you know, 10 years ago, there were some really fun ones. Yeah. You know, and the, the Harley Quinn Valentine special was pretty good. It's a um, one and done. A lot you of times the Halloween it. specials are good. Right. That's how I feel about the uh, Star Wars uh, Vader stories, the ghost stories. Yeah. That they do around Halloween. actually coming up right. soon. Yeah. Uh, I've always enjoyed them because they don't matter. Right. And they're, they're just, just fun, fun little stories. Yeah. And then in this, if it's going to be, if it's going to be that, like you're saying, grade A talent. Cool. Yeah. Great. And, yeah, and you may not like every story no. in there. And, and there are some stories yeah. that I was like, eh, that was okay. Yeah. But there was nothing that I was it, like, this is garbage. Right. Because the best part about it is it's like three pages. Right. I don't like that story. Who cares? Next story. Here we mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Well, and like we've talked a little bit before, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is part of the American culture. So you can write now these little random issues of short stories because everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Everybody knows who Superman is. Everybody knows who Wonder Woman is. Everybody knows, you know, there are certain characters that are part of who we are as Americans, and you can have good success with this. This was the TikTok of Spider-Man. Was it this God, issue? It really was. I mean, it's a short, digestible, quick story. Yep. And it's okay. Well, I just binged six stories, nine stories, whatever. That makes me book. sad. Yeah, but it works. I know. Yeah, it fits. <laughs> Very well fits. So on making you sad, Adrian, what is a book that stood out to you this week? Uh, uh, right, what was I going to talk about? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> it was a light week, and so I've got, you know, Obi-Wan and Judgment Day and then Knights of X. But um, for me, it was uh, one by uh, a different publisher, Scout Comics, uh, Forever Forward. Uh, it's this time traveling sci-fi. Uh, I I don't know if it's going to be a mini. I don't know. I, I, I almost, when it's time travel, I, you kind of have to be a mini, but I haven't read anywhere. Yeah, this is going to be a 10 issue book or whatever. Uh, so I hope it doesn't go on too long because well, in something that it could be a, a quote maxi series, like a 12, issue. it's a 12 issue, sure. but they don't, they don't list it as that it's an ongoing until it's not. And right. they just end on their own terms. Well, yeah. And and if, when that happens, cause 
It's time travel. It has to happen. Uh, I hope that they do it exactly like that. Or I've never will, heard of that publisher. Or will I have, have never heard of them either. It will have had happened. It will have had yes. happened. So, uh, unless they're unless it's like sliders. Remember the old TV? Oh uh, yeah, sliders? we've talked about that before. If they if they do a comic like that where it's jumping from universe to universe, yeah. they could have like well, you know one trade paperback is their adventure on one Earth, and then they slide to another one, and there's volume two. You know what I mean? Yes. So you could have it ongoing in that term. I mean, Doctor so we Who. we start in the future. Yeah, but that's a TV show. Yeah. Right. It starts in the future, <laughs> and then it the story really picks up in 2022, and at the end, and they go through 2025, and then at the end, it ends on 2088 with the thing happening. So, uh, Forever Forward, Scout Comics, uh, I don't know what it was. I think I read about it in um, Comic Shop News Weekly. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Let me try that. And then I had you add it to my pull list, or maybe I've got it through I think it did Comic the Hub uh, on the app or on the website. Uh, use it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I did. Now that I think about it. So I'm really excited for this to to, to, to keep going. Uh, the art. Okay, so you guys know that certain art types I do not enjoy. This is that art type. So it's going to take a little bit of, for me to kind of really keep going with this and but I'm yeah. going to try to enjoy it. I'm going to try yeah. and and maybe like with the Hawkeye book that I always reference, maybe the art will fit the story. So, yes. We'll see. We will see. Uh and the last one on my list is Neverlanders. It is a, a original graphic novel. Dude, that was good. By Tom Taylor. Did did you actually read that one yet? Okay. Yeah, he hasn't read it yet, so it's okay. I, I'm going to call you out on it. <laughs> Uh, but no, it is good. Uh, I read it this morning in one sitting. I was like, I was, wow. getting, ready for, I was getting ready for work. I was like, well, I got a little bit of time to read. I I woke up an hour earlier. Let's see. I read the whole thing. I was like, this is good. It's uh, that smaller size comic it's book, a, too. It's a, it's a smaller digest size. That It is a, definitely a young adult comic mm-hmm. book, too. It is not for, you know, it's not the rated R, mature, whatever. But it's also not like a five-year-old kid's book, too. It is a teenager, I would say. I really hate that they make these stories and I'm not young anymore. I, and I love them. Like I, I'm upset that it's not full size because the art on it, I really dug too. Like it is cartoony, but I think it could sell well to, I mean, it definitely is targeted towards kids. Let's be honest. But those of us that are adults that are not kids and don't have kids, but do like Tom Taylor, give us the option of a full size. Uh, but this is a fun take on the Peter Pan storyland or story storyland story of never 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 land and with peter pan and hook and the lost boys and it's definitely modernized i mean it starts out with like a modern day you know subway system kids are begging for money one kid almost or gets shoved into the train tracks almost gets run over and gets saved by two other kids and it's fun there's a, it features a foul mouth tinkerbell where she mm-hmm. is swearing consistently uh, awesome. it's got a talking crocodile. Uh, it's got goblins that are flying around. Uh, and if have... as the audience, you're like, I feel like I've read this somewhere before you did. There was a preview for free comic book day this year. And oh. that's where if whatever Alex is saying is you're like, I feel like I read that you, you might've because the first, what, 20 pages were in a free comic book this year. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, realistically, the first 20 pages doesn't even, the first issue scratches the surface of the whole, what they're doing with the whole never, never land. Well, that's why I ordered it because of that, 
that free comic book day issue. I, I'll be honest. I didn't read the free comic book day, day issue. I was like, oh, I'll just read it when it comes out. I forgot all about it. Then Tom Taylor's Twitter, he was like, all right, here's the reveal of the cover. I was like, oh, crap, he's doing a book? Okay, I'll, I just right. ordered it based, on, based off his name alone. Is there any on the shelf? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, I think I might stop in tomorrow and pick um, up uh, Thunderbolts in that. But yeah, this one, it is fun. There is some twists. If you are a true fan of Peter Pan, you might notice the the trick that it's going on in this. For myself, I wasn't paying that close attention. It's like, oh, I'm just reading as is. Then I was like, well, that's kind of weird, but whatever. Who is this person? Okay, sure, fine. Then at the end, oh, that makes sense. Because once you see it all together, like, okay, all the, he did lay the groundwork and everything. It makes sense. Um, but it is great. It's $16.99, original graphic novel. That's well, a pretty good size, though. Yeah, yeah it is. It is, yeah. I want to say, six chapters in overall. And it does end with a satisfying ending, but it could be open to more as well. And I'm okay with that. I like mm-hmm. that. It's like, oh, it's the end. We could do more. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I liked it. It's fun. Uh, so that is all of our books that stood out this week. Uh, we'll move on to the book club book of the week, which is Adrian. Die. We finally appease Adrian and talking about Die Volume we, 1. We've talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've teased it forever that you love it. It's You always talk about it whenever you work at the shop and everything. Is this one mine? That one is yours. Yes. Um. And it's one of our bestsellers because you push it so much. Uh, yeah, because it's good. That's not... Uh, yes, I do push it. Right. But I push it because it's good. But if you don't want spoilers on that and you want to get ready for next week's topic, next week's book, we'll be talking about The Blackest Night Saga, but written by Jeff Johns. Uh, so that's, that's next week's book. Uh, it'll be Jared, Adrian, or Jared, Laura, and I will be talking about that. And that's and one if of you DC's want- best uh, event books. Uh, we'll determine I, that yeah. next it, week. It was good. We'll determine that if that is the case next week. Yes. You have my vote, so if you need it. Okay. Yeah. Give, give us a five now. Yeah. 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 I'll edit that part <laughs> out. Ooh, I don't know about a five. I'll edit that part out right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Adrian, this is this book is your baby, so I'll let you lead the way on this one. Dude, th- okay. So, like I've told everybody that has come into the store, what caught my attention about this book was the art. It was all about the art. And then I started reading it, and I'm like, uh, again, I I have I have I have a thing. I have a so if the art's good and the story fits with it, I fall in love with it. Um, it deals with this RPG that was created for a friend. For those of you that don't know, you're talking about role playing game, an actual the actual role playing game, not the video game role playing game. Can, you, can games. I back up for just yeah. a second? Um, when you uh promote this book to somebody if somebody's looking for something to read and you say hey this book's awesome how do you pitch it uh so first i want to know like what they're looking for so the moment they have an inkling of fantasy i go right here uh fantasy uh role-playing games uh magic anything like that if it's there and even when it's not i do find something that somebody does like Mm -hmm. but then i also tell them and if you don't like anything that I'm showing you, this is my personal favorite. So even if you don't even like fantasy, this is what I like because that's just who I am. So if you don't like it, I'm personally insulted. <laughs> I don't say that part. I think you need to promote this as Jumanji, but with D&D. Yeah. Uh, Gillen actually was in, a, in an interview and he called it um, Goth Jumanji. Goth Yeah, I can, I can see that. I think is what he said. But it's basically instead of getting sucked into a, a Jumanji board game, you're getting sucked into a D&D adventure. Correct. 
Yes. That's that's as I'm reading this, I'm like, man, this is so much like Jumanji, but better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's more elements in this. Yes. Uh, the RPG in of itself, which uh, has been kickstarted shortly after like issue four uh, of the actual release of this book. The beta for the RPG was out there. Oh, OK. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But the game is based on all emotions. So each character that we get, uh, the, 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 the game is created by uh, a kid named Saul uh goes by his name is solomon but he goes by saul uh for his friend dominic who will later go as ash um, or is, he is called ash by everyone other than his family basically Th- that is his nick he even says like everyone right. calls me ash except for the, his the, friend's mom the friend's mom and my pa- and my family right right but they're spoiler there is a reason for that right actually so um and then uh dominic's sister angela uh, and then their friends, Chuck, yeah. Matt, and Isabel, who goes by Izzy, um, they get together and they they go to play this game for uh, Dominic's birthday. 16th birthday, His I think. 16th birthday. They disappear for two years. Five of them come back. They lead their lives. Divorces, careers, children. Therapy. Therapy. Uh, missing arm. Uh, uh, Angela loses. Oh, Angela! Yeah, I was loses like, her who arm. Is that that lost their arm. <laughs> uh, while they were in there the first time, and then they're they're grown adults, and they get this message to go back into the game, and they reluctantly go back into the game. And while they are grown, they don't say a word of what happened to anybody, which is cool because it's hinted that because they do say it. I, Eventually, I can't talk about it. Right, I can't talk about it. And but we, for- as the reader, is like. Wow, what what happened so that was terrible. so traumatic? But, I'm saying for but 20, no, it's not. For twenty five years, they don't talk about it to anybody. Right, right, right. But that's what I'm that's what I'm getting. At. Like, it's not that they won't talk about it; is they literally cannot talk about it. So there's something that we are told in this volume, right, that they physically can't talk about it until they're back in the game. Well, and so since they talk about that in here, I don't say they physically can't. They just there are consequences if they do because they say, oh. If we ever talk about it, we get sucked back in. That so it wasn't like you're you are trying to say the word, but you you mumble instead. No, no. If you speak it, you, you Beetlejuice it basically. You bring it sure, into existence. Sure, sure, sure. So it's sure, like you physically sure. can't, but no. If you do, you get sucked back in. It's like right. no, no. It's a curse that's laid upon us. If we speak its name, we get sucked back in, and we don't want that. We 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 fought so hard to escape that. Correct. Correct. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Then they meet Solomon at the end of issue one, and he's still in there, and. He has changed dramatically, and that is just issue one. And that's what I tell people. And for the most part, people are like, wow, that does sound really good. Yeah. I don't know. How well do volumes two, three, and four sell? I mean, not as good as volume one. Sure, but, but volume, that's always right. going to be there. Uh, what I love about it, too, is each character is assigned their own die as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what your person is like? You get this die. You, this, you get the only D4. You get the only D6. You get the only D8. The only one, not like you get a D4, you get no. a, you get the only one. And for an RPG, for the people that don't play them, that is critical. And that's, like, and because that's rare. those I die, mean, you would use all of them interchangeably because of the, how they need to be rolled for whatever power you're trying to do, whatever ability you're trying to uh, use. Uh, yeah, and, and so it's this great RPG. It's it looks fantastic. Uh, I think I bought issue one three times because 
they reprinted it like seven times. Mm-hmm. It just flew yeah. off the. Yeah, their first the... printing, they're like, okay, this sold out Oops. really quickly. We did not print enough of this. Well, and what's cool was the second, it, it, the first three or four covers were the same, just inverted colors or mm-hmm. just a different color scheme. And then they started doing, I think they're in the volume at the end, the, All like, the, variants. the fifth variants or something like that. Well, and one thing I enjoy about this too is the art changes when they're outside the RPG versus when they're inside. Yes. Yeah. When they're outside, it's dark and gloomy because that's what their lives um, are. Their lives are their lives suck for the most part. Yeah. Like it there's... is dark and gloomy. They're all traumatized forever. Mm-hmm. Uh even before even before they got <clears throat> before they got traumatized, they were all like, Oh, moody teenagers, because we're, you know, life is so rough and blah blah blah. And they even make fun of themselves, like, oh, we were elitist we were those elitist snobs that said, Oh, D D, that's garbage. That's for babies. You don't know that. Right. You don't if you don't know this random obscure thing that you're not a real gamer. They made fun of themselves, like, no, we were kind of we were jerks back then and elitist snobs. We don't really know what we wanted. And then we got what we wanted, then we realized we didn't want that at all. No. Right. What I do love about the characters is they are the heroes. They are the protagonist. They are the adventurers. They yeah, are the, the adventurers. Paragons. Oh, I like the yeah. I like they that call they, that they in call it game, paragons the paragons in game. But most of them, like halfway through, I start not liking them on individual bases. Ash slash Dominic, I'm like, dude, grow up. Half the time, she causes her own problems right and it's like how did you not see that how have you lived in the real world for 25 years and not and you're still causing the same problems or like uh chuck such a jerk but if not for him most of the time they'd all be dead right like i i can't stand you but you're good muscle, you know? Yeah. You, um, you are the loud. You are Thor. You're the loud mouth coming in just to bash stuff. Right. Uh, Angela is such a crybaby, but there is. We'll find out more because yeah. she doesn't get really dove into in volume one. In volume two, it's like, right. Oh, there's a reason you're a crybaby. Yeah, and there's good reasons. And I didn't see it so much as a crybaby as oh, like a. Will torn soul type of sure yeah you know something traumatic has happened to where it's almost like she's given up all hope and just just there well the loss she's, of her arm yeah she lost and it her when dog. they escaped in her dog which they showed the okay. dog in this you know exists. me I, people that have pets that's cool but when you start treating like pets like humans it's like okay you, you need to calm down agree that's that's how i am i get like i've seen that trauma where like a family pet dies and it's yeah. like really screws up the family. Like, oh man, yeah, that's that dog, that cat's been with you for 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's going to mess you up because it's been a friend for a long time. But it's like some people take it too much. And she has uh, kids that she's worried about throughout this first volume, Angela, uh, a divorce, and then a crappy girlfriend. And it's like, really? And the most important thing in your life is a dog and he has the most important is like that's the one bit of comfort is when she got it back like okay of all the loss i'm re-experiencing now of my real world at okay. least there's that familiarity okay. that's what i took it as like that's, okay i okay, did too that's my and see okay. so that's but, the part that i but, don't have a pet so i wouldn't understand that but i i also see your point because 
Like that's the only time she showed a happy emotion throughout this whole book was when she saw the dog. It's and like, the dog isn't even real. None right. of this is real. I would say it is real because it is part of her. Because it is part of the spell, the magic of her. That is literally attachment to her. So that's part of her coming back. But they've also said this is literally a game. So like, right? But but in this world, though, that is part of her. Sure. So I think that is part of that too. And yes, it is the one bit of calmness in the chaos crap that you're getting thrown at. Like, well. At least there's that again, that companionship again. And speaking to the chaos, this whole world is chaos. And what I love is because Saul has been in this world for all the time that they were in the outside world, in the real world. He's He's been he, in the game for 27 years. Correct. He has now manipulated and changed the world. So everything they think they know, they don't know. Right. Uh, one thing I do want to address as well, that Ash... Dominic is a female in the game mm-hmm. versus he's male in the real world. Mm-hmm. And they don't really explain that in this. In fact, they kind of talk a little bit about it in the bar and his sister kind of comes to his defense. Uh, they, they they start to get a real conversation and then immediately deflect. Correct. And, and he even says the entire time, like, that's my defense. No matter what happens when it gets serious, I always deflect, deflect, deflect. And he calls himself out on it. And, He's talking to the audience. He's narrating to right. the audience, right, uh, throughout. And that was when I was earlier when, when because that's part of what she realizes she did. She calls him Ash, not Dominic, but she doesn't want to be there, Angela. Right. None of them want to be there, but she has now accepted Dominic as Ash, and that reality is more real to them, even though they don't want to be there. Well, and they even said, like, of all the romances you've had, you've never been as happy as you were in this world. Why mm-hmm. is that the case? And I'm like, well, he's a female in here going after him and still romancing male characters. Mm-hmm. And if he can't come to terms with that in the real world, then that's that's his one that's his dog of his one bit of safe haven. Like, well, he can do that. That companionship is there in this world, and it's acceptable in this world because he's a female romancing men. If he's not comfortable with romancing men in the real world, then that can be part of it. Sure. And, sure. They don't they don't explicitly say his sexuality in the real world in this volume. I, I don't yeah, know. He's married. Do. do they? Is he? His birthday, remember? Oh, that's right. At the house. Yeah, at the very beginning of the issue. But, he, I mean, they've said when he was younger, he was called the homophobic slurs and stuff, too. Like, I don't think he's 100% straight as an arrow in the real world, uh, is the impression that I was getting uh, out of this. I kind of. Well, that's that. the whole point of the game is like. Yeah. Yeah. Is you are can being, be who you truly are, type right? Of and so story. he's being true to himself more so in this world yeah. than he ever was in the real world. There's one thing that threw me off in this. It's like halfway through when they're fighting the dragon. Um, uh, who was it? the one character was crawling away and she gets into a almost like a World War One trench with oh, soldiers. I loved that. Scene. I loved it, but I'm just like, where did that come from? And then they just kind of disappeared. Well, that was when they split the party, right? Yeah. And it was right. it's showing like that, the, what, what, what So what's happened? your real question there? Who were they and where'd they go? They were random NPCs. Right. Yeah. But and then they were just gone. They were perpetual NPCs that they end up saying, like, okay, this world has consequences to the characters that are inside. That no matter what, there's always war. Mm-hmm. The people are always dying. That's just the the machine keeps on grinding. Yeah. No matter what. This is the no man's land in World War One, where you're in the trench warfare. And people are going to die. Oh, people died. Okay, we need more people. Recruit more from the village. Yep. And we'll say, oh, come springtime, it'll be over. Springtime never comes. 
Yeah. It, it is always just send more bodies in and people will always die. And oh, your one little sliver of hope of getting your message back home to prevent the, this from happening gets shot down and burned because they want to keep the machine burnt, keep the machine going because that's what they do. That's that's their realm they are in charge of. That those understanding I guys, those NPCs, they don't know the outside world, so their job is okay, we're fighting those other guys. Why? Doesn't matter, we're fighting them. And if they try to get anything outside, that's propaganda, get rid of it, keep sending people in because that's what that is our program. Right. right. But what I'm what I was confused about was okay, so they they kind of walk around the corner of the trench and then uh the the our uh paragons are talking and then the dragon shows back up to fight more. The soldiers are gone. This is about as political as I think this book gets because the NPC and and it reaches back to Dominic Ash's humanity. So mm. one of the one of the lines that the NPC says it it's bad enough if they don't take our lives into account. And Ash at the beginning of that instance is like you're all just references. You're you're extra not real. You're right. You are fictions of this guy's mm-hmm. imagination. Correct. Your derivatives even says, I but, think. Yes. And then the NPC says, or worse, what if they are taking our lives into account? What if our lives do mean something, but they don't care? But they don't care. Exactly. Then she meets Tolkien. Mm-hmm. And then the griffin comes, the eagle comes to take the message away. So in that, she feels something that isn't real. She feels emotion for this this guy who's about to die. And so there is something being reached oh. into her to remind her she is real. And on some level, she needs to care about these things that she's engaging with. You can't just kill everything because you want to because yeah. there's no consequence. You I, can't kill everything because it doesn't it. actually exist right. because it does exist. It's and not just coding that means nothing. Correct. And I think I missed a page too. It, it does pan back to the soldiers to where uh, they're marching out into the no. Like, and those are the replacements. That's the next that's wave. The that's the replacements okay. that don't matter. Okay. And that's what the, the NPC was talking I, about. I think I missed a little bit. That's where the letter context in there. Where right, the letter, if it would have gotten to, it would have stopped that next line of reinforcements. It would have ground to a halt. But, but the guy burned it. But what's worse is okay. their own forces shot the eagle with the message down. Right. And their same leader who kept saying, springtime, by springtime, it'll be over. He just sends more dudes out. Yeah. Okay. And they don't matter. Okay. But the leader doesn't exist either, and he's treating them just as badly as sometimes as, we yeah. think we get treated in the real world. Right. Yep. I think I did miss a bit of context when I read this the first time during that, because I'm just like, Wait, oh, those guys, I, th- I thought they were, and I think in my mind, I think they were going to play a bigger role in mm-hmm. this. You know, I thought they were going to be NPCs that were going to have a little bit more of a role nope. rather than their job is just to die. Be the f- no. They do play a bigger role. They keep, they reminded Ash in this moment that she's still real and so are they. Right. But I'm saying at that time, their job, their job is to die. Correct. Yes. That's their job. And in in my context, I'm just like, they're just, their, their story's over. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was going to go on a little bit longer. Now with that context, Mm -hmm. I would say that's a perfect story arc or sub story within this story. Well, and that, I've read, this is the third time I've read this how I'm going to read it yeah. like back to back. And there are things that I, it wasn't until right. this time that I realized, Oh, that was Tolkien. That was Saul's version of J.R.R. Tolkien. And 
with them. And I wouldn't have caught that if you hadn't told us that earlier. Well, and that whole trench part there, too, that sets up the next part when they go to the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, lower the defenses. Mm-hmm. Well, before that would have happened, they're like, okay, lower defenses. Everyone dies. Who cares? They're all NPCs. But because of that, lower the defenses. But let's get all the civilians into this one bastion of sanctuary. Correct. Like, the buildings get destroyed. That's fine. We're still saving the people. And the only reason why we're saving the people is because we saw the loss at the battlefield. And those lives have those lives are worth something now. So because this game is all based or this art, this book is based on a game. And what we will find out later about the NPCs is they don't not exist, which again, if you're not familiar with the games, NPCs are non-playable characters. Those are just random filler for, for those of you that don't know, don't know D&D language. Yeah. That's there's the dog from duck hunt is an NPC. Yes. The ducks are, Enemy NPC? Anybody player. that you're not controlling in a single-player game, that's an NPC. Just so you know. It's not a playable character that's not being controlled by someone. That's what... Just just so... Because the layman may not know. Sure, you sure, keep sure. saying this acronym. What does it mean? Sorry. Yeah. Good good call. Um, I mean... And that's... For me, that's the majority of the story. I mean, we got that. We destroy the tower. We find... We get reunited with Saul at the end. I love their powers. I love every one of their powers. I can't go cyberpunk without money. I I have to ex- I have to trade with the gods so that they do cool stuff. I can't just control them to anyone. There are consequences. My power grows the more depressed I get. That one really that one though that combo really kind of disturbs me when when Ash is like super depression on you and now you're super strong. And then the other one where she she just talks to him and he gets powerful. Well, and that's one thing too. Ash, it seems, uh, compared to everyone else, has no downside to her power. Like I can, I convince anybody to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. There is no inherent downside to that. But you get that revealed early on. Like, okay, the problem with that is there is no downside. You whatever you say is the law now. So the one NPC that you romanced said, "Hey, all right, you can never stop wandering until you see me again." Okay, like I just I use my powers flippantly. Who cares? It doesn't mean a thing. Come back 20, 25 years later, and that person died still... a year later after you last saw them, mm-hmm. and their body was rotting to the point where even though they found them, their eyes rotted out. They couldn't see them still. Right. So oh. that was such a curse. Then, like, oh crap! I've been misusing my powers so much, and I even think about what possible consequences are. Oh, it's, I don't like this. It's between the issues and the volume. You don't get their quick little backstory and their die their die matters a lot too i'm sorry uh but the yeah it has the okay you're done that you you have you can't see me anymore too bad like you are now destined to wander the earth forever forever and then luckily they use the other man they use the gods to like okay we need to give you sight to cure that okay done and that traumatizes ash like oh no i can't use my powers flippantly anymore i have to i have to be careful what i wish from the genie because what happens has real consequences. Yeah, and she only gets into one physical fight, and that's at the end of this volume with 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 Saul, right? Which gives us our reveal of wait, they're not NPCs, they're not game entities, they're people or what the zombies of the game uh, are people the orcs. The yeah, orcs I like are, how they the orcs yeah. that are the zombies. They, okay. You can kill orcs. Who cares? They're just random villains. Mm-hmm. 
But you find out, no, no, they're not just random villains. There are former players that have died mm-hmm. that transform into the, the orcs. Right. So every time you've like call slaughtered them, orcs, uh, you've slaughtered people. What did they call them? Was the it fallen. the Fallen? The okay. Fallen. Which they, they immediately say is also an orc. Yeah. Right. And you've come to find out the big reveal. Is that they're all people that have died in the past. But in, Including with, Saul. Oh, including, including Saul. Saul yeah. is an orc as well. Saul yes. is a Fallen. And that's that's when I was like, oh, I did not see that one yeah. coming. That he was a he was a dead character that's being seems like an NPC almost, you know, but that, that I thought that was great. So with that, one being awful, five being great. Adrian, you give it a five. I'm I gave st- it a six. Yeah, no, it's out of five, so it's it's a five. Yeah, I tried to do a, a half a point one time and he yelled at me. Yeah, I, know, I remember. Yeah, there's no there's no half points, there's no overpoints. No and no overpoints. Uh Jared, what would you give it? Honestly, I give this a five. The art is fantastic. It's almost like oil painting style art. Oh, yeah. it's, it's so good. It looks really good. It fits this story so well. Um, there uh, there was a... Uh, it's almost in the background, and I finally found it, but uh, they have a art of a bear. They're fighting a bear. Oh, yeah. I love that picture. I'm like, man, that that's just amazing. So uh, the art was great. The story was great. The dialogue between the characters was, was oh, great. Yeah. Um, reading the dialogue for the characters, it was almost like I could hear different voices in my head doing those voices, you know. It's just wit- written so well, and the dialogue is different people talking. It's not the same writer writing the same words for the sa- different people, you know. So five out of five. And I will give it a one out of five. Just despite Adrian. You would, <laughs> but no, I, I would give and it. And the next week's episode is just going to be Jared and Laura because Alex may have mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do all the posting and editing stuff. So that oh, so there won't be an episode after this, this. is the final episode. Bye. Uh, no, yeah, I give it a five. Also, um, my only complaint is I I want it to be I want to read all of it now and be done and just because. Well, the cool thing is it only goes ironically twenty issues D twenty. That's the main die in rpgs for the people that don't know so is that three uh, volumes or four volumes it's four volumes five issues per and it took me a while to digest the ending but i came to terms with like no that was i there Even was no better a, way to end it. if it wasn't a good ending was it a fitting it w- yes yes and sometimes that's more important than yes. if it's a good or bad ending. yes so yeah that, that is die and again next week we're talking about blackest night saga and see if jared is correct by saying it's the best dc uh, I, I'm not saying it's the best. It's one of the best. Ah, uh, see now you're back. I, I'm, I'm back. No, he said one. Did I? Okay, I thought you did. Okay, rewind it. Yeah. Uh, so. one one out of how many? Um, of DC books. Of their event books. I mean, I put it. Uh, I kind of consider like out of Crisis 10? on Infinite Earth. Is it top ten? Top five? Top three? Oh, I would probably say top five. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe top three. Better than Final Crisis. <laughs> Grant, Grant Morrison's a hack. And on that, uh, we'll move to our Heroes of the Week, be it comic book or otherwise. Grant Morrison. He's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did not warn Jared to remind him about who the Crap. Hero of the Week no, could be. I'm not ready. Uh, Adrian, who is your Hero of the Week, uh, comic book or otherwise? I'm going to go with Gillen, the author of, of, of Die, Kieran. Kieran? Kieran. Kieran? Kieran Gillen. Gillen. Uh, there have been other stories that I just can't think off the top of my head. That I'm like, wow, that was really good. I wonder who. Oh, oh okay. Kind of like Tom Taylor. Like if right. if if you because tr- I do try to not because I know how prejudiced I can get. 
if I see a book and it's written by Tom Taylor, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to like this. It sets and a it bar. may not be good it sets and I'll a bar. still like it. Right. Right. And there have been books where I'm like, wow, that's that was really good. Who is that? I have no idea. Wow. Good. Great. Excellent. Maybe somebody new is coming up in the ranks, you know, um, like I've talked about uh, Momoko. If her art can improve on where she's at, then that means she's getting better as an artist and even as a writer. Same with the writing. Uh, so like, uh, so Karen Gillan, uh, he's written other things that I've enjoyed. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go next and I'm going to say it's one I've used before, but as the case again, my in-laws, my father-in-law and mother-in-law, because they're coming over tomorrow to help supervise the plumbing getting fixed while hopefully Laura is able to sleep during the day because she has to work tonight and tomorrow. So theoretically she should sleep during the day tomorrow. And because there are going to be people inside the house working on this stuff in case questions come up, they are coming down and you know, to help supervise, monitor, whatever. So hopefully Laura can sleep. So I'm going to say thank you for coming in. Otherwise, I would have probably have to take a day off work. And there's not a whole lot of time for that. But they're retired. So like, yeah, we have time. So thank you for coming in and house sitting while Laura's hopefully asleep and while I'm at work. All right, Jared. We bought as much time as we could. Yeah, I'll go with the. Uh, I don't know who Dick they Grayson. are. Yeah. I've probably used that one before. I'm going to go so, with the guys who brought back uh, Game of Thrones with the House of the Dragon. First two episodes were really good. Better than the final season of yes. Game of Thrones. <laughs> two episodes. It's better than the final season already. What I've heard is that because I'm not a big Game of Thrones guy, I've heard that it takes place far enough in the past mm-hmm. that you're it won't affect. The Game of right. Thrones, like like we've talked about, like with the prequels or with the Clone Wars, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, Anakin's in danger. Will yeah. he survive? Wait until next up. No, he's fine. No, this is far enough in the back that, yeah, I'm not sure. Like nobody's safe. Like. There is one spoiler that was in Game of Thrones itself mm-hmm. that somebody kind of put, posted the clip and like, yeah, we already know what's going to happen to some of the That main... person. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's a little bit there, but... Um, but how we get there and there, with everybody and else. And it's open to interpretation a little bit because they're telling stories that were 300 years old at the time. Did they get the, all the facts right in their stories? Mm. So there's, so you change, know, so yeah. it could change a little bit. But I think the They got the murdered premise from is, a certain point of view. Right. And I think that premise is going to stay there. But the first two episodes I really enjoyed. So keep it going. There you go. All right. So with that, we'll be back next week again. Blackest Night Saga is what we'll be talking about. And we'll figure out some other topic also. We have a week to figure that out. But until then, we will see you all next time. My favorite part of Die was when Captain America showed up in the middle of uh, volume uh, issue three. My favorite part was when I had to sit it down when I was done. <laughs>